Welcome, friends, to the Sunday edition of The Morning Crier, the program that brings you the headlines from around the world in five minutes. I'm Don, your host on this chaotic trip to hell called the collapse of United States and Western civilization as a whole. Stop. Never seen anything like it. Los Angeles residents stunned as violent crimes creep into wealthier communities. Infowars. Bottom-up. Top-down. After two years of rising crime in Los Angeles, residents of upscale neighborhoods are finally starting to freak out after a spate of flash mob lootings at high-end retail stores have been accompanied with a disturbing increase in violent crimes committed in the suburbs. Crews of burglars publicly smashing their way into Los Angeles' most exclusive stores. Robbers following their victims, including a star of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and a bet host, to their residences. And this week, the fatal shooting of 81-year-old Jacqueline Avent, an admired philanthropist and wife of music legend Clarence Avent, in her Beverly Hills home. In 2020, polls showed that California voters largely supported criminal justice reform, as well as rolling back tough sentencing laws to reduce prison populations without nary a thought to how it might affect the crime rate. Now, those concerned about crime and blame liberal policies for its rise are growing more vocal. I have never seen anything like it, said Dominic DeLuca, owner of the Brooklyn Project skateboard shop on Melrose Avenue where burglaries and robberies have seen a sharp enough spike in recent months that he's now carrying a gun to work. In the last two years, I have been broken into three times. On Thursday, Mayor Eric Garcetti and LAPD Chief Michael Moore advocated for locking offenders up and questioned several pandemic-related policies that put nonviolent arrestees back on the street without bail. Moore said arrests had been made in several high-profile smash-and-grab burglaries, but lamented that the suspects had all been released pending trial. Garcetti said warehousing criminals in jails without rehabilitating them is not a solution, but neither is seeding the streets to repeat offenders. Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gaskin, whose progressive policies around prosecution and sentencing many blame for the uptick in crime, was notably absent at the press conference but said through his office that he is working closely with law enforcement partners to hold perpetrators accountable for such brazen crimes. Stop. Democrats' January 6th committee seeks phone records of private citizens. The Federalist. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's weaponized committee on January 6, 2020 has subpoenaed phone records from private citizens, say Republicans familiar with the investigation. That committee has moved forward with issuing subpoenas to telephone companies, a Republican aide told The Federalist. Our understanding at this point is they have not subpoenaed member information, but they are subponing telephone records of private American citizens. The reveal follows a CNN report in August that the House Select Committee requested telecommunications companies maintain phone records of members on Capitol Hill and of former President Donald Trump's family. Of the 45 subpoenas the committee has issued, a vast majority have targeted private citizens who merely exercise their free right to protest. On Wednesday's call, Indiana Rep. Jim Banks, who is leading the Republican investigation into the Capitol riot with Jordan, railed at Democrats' committee as all based on a conspiracy theory. According to the committee, January 6th was an inside job. It was an attempted coup disguised as a political rally that was secretly orchestrated by President Trump and his closest advisors. That is a lie and it's crazy. Now the probe, already skirting House rules to promote a political narrative amplified by Democrats ahead of the 2022 midterms, is colluding with federal agencies to block GOP oversight led by banks. In October, the FBI refused to give Republicans access to the same material offered to Democrats saying we respectfully refer you to the select committee regarding issues of access to records and information. Stop. Why George Soros is responsible for the nationwide death toll will make your blood boil. Three percenter nation. If you haven't noticed, there is a crime wave that is sweeping the nation we have not seen in decades. From the West Coast smash and grabs gripping California to New York's violent crimes, people are wondering how this could be happening. 
Soros is the man behind the green curtain pulling the strings of the political elites, bankrolling campaigns to install far-left district attorneys committed to undermining law and order. The candidates that Soros is backing make Bernie Sanders look like a conservative, and he is not stopping anytime soon. For instance, Philadelphia doll Larry Krasner received $1,700,000 from Soros. Chicago doc Kim Fox, who treated Jesse Smollett with kid gloves after he concocted a wild story about a late-night assault, got a cool $2 million. Kim Gardner, the St. Louis circuit attorney who prosecuted the McCloskeys for defending their property, also received backing from Soros. The New York Post reports, once in office, these prosecutors implement policies that are tailor-made to increase crime and reduce public safety. They eliminate or significantly lower bail requirements, making it easier for criminals to get back out on the streets after being arrested. They refuse to prosecute certain crimes. In recent years, they've even used the CV pandemic as an excuse to release convicted criminals from prison, many of whom have gone on to reoffend. The Soros approach shocked the entire country recently when the soft-on-crime policies of one of his prosecutors led directly to the massacre of innocent parade-goers, including children and elderly grandmothers, in Waukesha, Wise. The crime wave will only continue to get worse if we do not step in and do something to stop these prosecutors with far-left ideology getting into office. Stop. You can't stop a tidal wave, so you might as well try. The burning platform. The surest way to work up a crusade in favor of some good cause is to promise people they will have a chance of maltreating someone. To be able to destroy with good conscience, to be able to behave badly and call your bad behavior righteous indignation, this is the height of psychological luxury, the most delicious of moral treats. Aldous Huxley, the Omicron virus has arrived right on schedule and, of course, quite propitiously for those promoting the Great Reset. Fortunately for them, each new wave has its own trademark classification designed for maximum advertising impact within the ever-expanding CV brand. Accordingly, the Omicron campaign comes just in time for kids getting jabbed and will potentially distract from the spate of gift-wrapped Fossagate books lovingly laid under living room trees this Christmas. Furthermore, Omicron will likely be used to conceal CV vaccine failure and convince the double jab to take that third swing. As I've stated before, the elite won't turn back now. They are completely committed. This is because the CV offensive either ends up with them lined up against walls or the we the plebeians in digital chains. Now, the big lie has mostly prevailed. Why? Big lies are effective because the hive mind has an innate self-defense mechanism designed to protect its reality-unreality. This mode of insularity was, quite recently, observed as Trump derangement syndrome and during the productions of Russiagate, Ukrainagate, at Alii. It seems they are the end result of the Frankfurt School, the Fabian Socialists, and the modern American educational system that, in the last four decades, has abandoned the curriculum which taught United States citizens the fundamentals of what made America unique over the past two centuries. <laughs> they don't seem to realize how their utopian dreams have been tried before in history, like the Soviet Union under Joseph Stalin the People's Republic of China under Mao Zedong, Cambodia under the Khmer Rouge, and, most recently, North Korea under Kim Jong-un. At the age of pre-CV, I used to think local communities could be fortified in a balkanized America simply by reorganizing current civil administrations. But, now, I'm not so sure. It appears the waves of fear and deception have become too large to overcome. Still, community will be necessary to survive the incoming larger waves. But how can community be built when the hive mind is a cult? Perhaps, until the final deluge, all that can be done is to tear down the mental walls brick by brick and try to dissolve each delusional wave drip by drip. Yet the daily flood of propaganda can only be evaporated with patience and by utilizing specific techniques on compartmentalized topics. And, admittedly, it is often difficult choosing where to begin, but what can be done with those who don't care? Millions of millennials, and the younger generations in general, don't care about privacy now, let alone in the new world order.
They grew up in the internet age lacking the proper understanding of history that would allow them to fear the state. After all, these are kids who photograph their driver's licenses and post them on social media for laughs. Moreover, millions of middle-aged Americans still believe they will retire on social security as the rest of the Walmart shoppers are only looking forward to their next meal. For these reasons, I've developed tests to decide with whom I will engage, such as, do they have common sense? Do they have some intelligence and do they value liberty over the horde? I also make calculations based upon how much I need them now and in the future. And, finally, I will consider their lines of inquiry, their debate tactics and whether I think they are awake, or, at least, have a chance at being awakened. Here is the point, CV is either an illusion or a bioweapon. Either way, the vast billions of people have been relatively unaffected compared to the smaller cohort of millions of those jabbed. This is warfare. Again, the elite are 100% committed because CV is about money and power, and not health. Of course, the elite only care about money and power. It is why, in the Great Reset, they will be the stakeholders and you will own nothing. Stop. Germans, Australians dragged to government quarantine centers for CV-19. Life site news. Quarantine centers in Germany have included prisons, and Australian authorities have resorted to isolated camps under 24-hour surveillance. More than a dozen people have been forcibly placed in government isolation facilities in Germany while hundreds of people have been held in similar Australian centers as Western countries continue to ramp up the use of forced quarantine centers in the name of stopping CV-19. With hundreds of thousands of Germans subject to domestic quarantine orders at any given time, city authorities typically check residents if there is a specific suspicion, according to Welt. In Stuttgart, officials rely on special tipsters, including neighbors, acquaintances, and relatives. A city spokesman emphasized that contact with alleged quarantine breakers took place immediately. The 10 largest cities in Germany have also initiated more than 250 fine proceedings for quarantine violations, the newspaper noted. Fines range between 251,000 euros, though they can run up to 25,000 euros. The Australian government has taken forced quarantine a step farther. This summer, Australian authorities began constructing CB-19 quarantine camps across the country, including in Victoria and the Northern Territory. Example, boys ages 15, 16, and 17 had been taken to the camp. The Howard Springs Center, after being deemed close contacts, however, they scaled the walls of the facility Wednesday morning but were captured later that day after police launched a manhunt and set up checkpoints around the area. Example, Gunner, a member of the left-wing Labour Party, imposed a total lockdown in Bajari and the nearby community of Rocco last month after reports of just nine positive cases, banning people from leaving their homes except in cases of medical emergencies. The NT at that point had reported zero CB deaths and a few hundred cases in a population of 246,000. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison nevertheless dispatched around two dozen Australian soldiers to the region in late November, who began rounding up close contacts in the indigenous communities and transferring them to quarantine camps. The rules for camp detainees are severe, requiring them to stay within their rooms or a small porch attached to the rooms at all times unless permitted to leave by an officer. Masks and social distancing are mandatory outside of the cabins, regardless of CV status. Detainees must also comply with any directions given by an authorized officer to avoid people congregating in a quarantine zone, according to guidance from the NT government. You are not able to share or hand over physical objects to residents who are not your family members. Is this coming to America? Stop. Mainstream economists are struggling to hide the incoming economic collapse. Old market. 
For many years now, there has been a contingent of alternative economists working diligently within the liberty movement to combat disinformation being spread by the mainstream media regarding America's true economic condition. Our efforts have focused primarily on the continued devaluation of the dollar and the forced dependence on globalism that has outsourced and eliminated most U.S. manufacturing and production of raw materials. The problems of devaluation and stagflation have been present since 1916 when the Federal Reserve was officially formed and given power. But the true impetus for a currency collapse and the destruction of American buying power began in 2007 to 2008 when the financial crisis was used as an excuse to allow the Fed to create trillions upon trillions in stimulus dollars for well over a decade. Because the dollar has been the world reserve currency for the better part of the past century, the Fed has been able to print cash with wild abandon and mostly avoid inflationary consequences. This was especially true in the decade after the derivatives crunch of 2008. Why? The dollar's global reserve status means dollars are likely to be held overseas in foreign banks and corporate coffers to be used in global trade. However, there is no such thing as a party that goes on forever. Eventually, the punch runs out and the lights shut off. If the dollar is devalued too much, whether by endless printing of new money or by relentless inflationary pressures at home, all those overseas dollars will come flooding back into the U.S. The result is an inflationary avalanche, a massive injection of liquidity exactly when it will cause the most trouble. We are now close to this point of no return. My position has always been that the Federal Reserve is not a banking institution on a mission to protect American financial interests. Rather, I believe the Fed is an ideological suicide bomber waiting to blow itself up and deliberately derail or destroy the American economy at the right moment. My position has also long been that the bankers would need a cover event to hide their calculated economic attack, otherwise they would take full blame for the resulting disaster. The CB pandemic, subsequent lockdowns, and supply chain snarls have now provided that cover event. Two years after the pandemic started and the Fed has pumped out approximately $6 trillion more in stimulus and helicopter money through PPP loans and COVID checks. On top of that, Biden is ready to drop another $1 trillion in the span of the next couple years through his recently passed infrastructure bill. According to official Consumer Price Index calculations and Fed data, we are now witnessing the largest inflation surge in over 30 years, but the real story is much more concerning. CPI numbers are manipulated and have been since the 1990s when calculation methods were changed and certain unsavory factors were removed. If we look at inflation according to the original way of calculation, it is actually double that reported by the government today. In particular, necessities like food, housing, and energy have exploded in price, but we are only at the beginning. Some of the key policies within the literature for the Great Reset and what the World Economic Forum calls the Fourth Industrial Revolution includes universal basic income, the sharing economy, and eventually a global digital currency system using the IMF's special drawing rights basket as a foundation. Essentially, it would be a form of global technocratic communism. And if you enjoy individual freedom, being forced into total reliance on the government for your very survival does not sound appealing. But maybe a stagflationary collapse will accomplish what CV has not. The mainstream can no longer deny the fact that stagflation is happening and it is a threat, so hopefully those people that have not been educated on the situation will learn quickly enough to complete the preparations necessary to survive. Countering stagflation will require localized production decentralization and a move away from reliance on the global supply chain, the institution of local currency systems, perhaps using state banks like the one in North Dakota as a model, barter markets and physical precious metals that rise in value along with inflationary pressures. There's a lot that needs to be done and very little time to do it. At bottom, the fight against economic collapse and the Great Reset starts with each individual and how they prepare. Each person caught by surprise and stricken with poverty is just another person added to the hungry mob begging the establishment for draconian solutions like you buy.
each properly prepared individual is, as always, an obstacle to authoritarianism. It's time to choose which one you will be. Stop. No matter the event of the day, don't get distracted from their end goals of complete power and control over you and everything you hold dear. Before you go don't forget to check out Prepper Dave's for your new and used firearms, ammunition, body armor, pro masks, and night vision equipment. You can find it all at PrepperDaves.com that's PrepperDaves.com.